Welcome to Macinet, the podcast built for the UK fenestration window and door industry by us here at Maco. Our last episode, episode one of a part two podcast, was an insightful talk with Stephanie, head of Building Our Skills, which was discovering the challenges, but importantly, the solution they and vitally, we are all as in the industry, should be working on to plug the skills cap. Within that podcast, Stephanie mentioned and touched on a few times the role that GQA has to play and the work they do alongside them in promoting the fenestration sector as a career of choice and giving the qualifications alongside that. So it's only right that we then followed that up with someone from GQA directly. So joining me today, I'm pleased, is Simon Smith from GQA. So Simon, great to have you on Maconnect. And for those that may not have heard of you directly and maybe not even sure what GQA qualifications are, can, can you introduce yourself and maybe explain GQA? Yeah, sure. So I'm Simon Smith. I'm um, an EQA for the GQA, so External Quality Assurer. Um, within that role, I am a technical officer as well, so that helps centres should they be struggling or need any guidance with any um, day-to-day running, really, as as well as the normal structure of getting policies and procedures in place and, and the normal sampling, just to oversee all of that side of it, really, to make sure everyone's ducks are all in a row, as we like to say. And, and the GQA, we're the awarding body um, for the glass and glazing sector. We have got other sectors as well, so we've got construction and print, um, and those make up a big bundle of qualifications that we offer. Okay. Um, and we work with industries mainly within them sectors so they've got a good understanding of who we are and i think we've we're quite well established now of, of the things that we've been doing over the last few years yeah certainly the the profile's been raising you go on social media and stuff and you see gqa coming up a lot more and i think the work that building our skills are doing as I mentioned with Stephanie in the last episode you're starting to see the name a lot more within the fenestration industry which is yeah. obviously brilliant holding qualifications is obviously is always only ever a good thing, um, especially in sectors such as ours and fenestration, where there are skill shortages and it's, it's no secret and it's quite apparent. What benefits are there for holding specifically GQA qualifications, I suppose, for both employers as well as potential or even current employees within the fenestration industry? Yeah, so I think, first of all, once you've, once you've achieved a, a GQA qualification, I think you've, you've definitely earned it sort of thing. So historically, I know MVQs haven't been frowned upon, but they haven't been taken seriously, if that sounds um, right. Mm. Probably speaking out of the whole sector of MVQs. But the years ago, people you know, used to walk around the workplace saying, oh, MVQ, not very qualified, blah, blah, blah. We, we've heard every sort of, every sort of scenario of, of bad press, really. So... I know for a fact if you if you do achieve a GQA qualification, you've you've certainly earned it. And, and I go back to my college days when I was delivering for another provider, and and they were they were really good. But we had seen other things that had been done from a, not not the one I was working for at the time, another provider, and we'd seen some certificates where people didn't really know what they'd been doing to achieve it. Now, again, going back to the GQA qualifications, I know for for sure, you know, with the centres who are involved with themselves and the way we vet people, the way we look after people and the way that we sample and, you know, and sort of bring our sanctions if anyone doesn't play ball around that kind of area, that we do know that you have earned it and you, you would have had the observations, you would have done the knowledge side of things and, and various other means of, of collecting evidence. So, you know, it is a well-earned reward for, for working hard towards qualification. And I think as well from an employer, a lot of employers are quite up to speed now with, especially with the fenestration sector, because it is it is a money-driven sort of jumping 
ship kind of sector mm. where people do chase money. It's you know, it's it's like I don't know whether it's the same in most sectors, but it's it's renowned for it in, in the fenestration industry. And I think employers now need to know that they're getting what they what they're paying for, and if, if they're getting you know, paying people handsomely a good handsome salary for that work, they need to know that they are fully fully qualified people. And if they walk into an interview with a GQA qualification, I would like to think that the employer knows that they have worked hard, like I've just been saying about the qualifications. I suppose it, it all helps with things like job retention and stuff like that as well. These employers investing yes. in their employees for for these qualifications as well. It, it almost increases the retention of holding on to the talent because that's another problem, isn't it? It's one thing trying to attract talent within the fenestration industry, but it's another thing, like you say, trying to keep it within within the same business and grow. Yeah, it's, I mean, my direct sort of involvement in that was years ago. As a general manager of a, of a site where we'd, we'd made glass units and, and there was another site that made um, frames and we had a commercial venture as well. So very often we'd train the guys up on the shop floor to do, if, they, if they're doing glass, they do emergency glazing. If they're doing frames, they do service repairs. And then an idea of uh, sort of like the, the board, if you, you know, if you like, said, well, why don't we get guys qualified for fenestration, inst- actually installation, so we can get our own installment teams. So when the installers were going out there and fitting, they were obviously on a, on a salary that wasn't too good, you know, just a standard shop floor really in a standard salary they realized what the potentials they could earn if they bought their own windows sold their own product and got their own van they could probably make three times more than than they were currently being paid so that was another problem retention with installers from shop floor to to installers should i say that link it was quite bad and then if they hadn't got their own van and they were subcontracting to people that could get Equally as messy as, as we had a contract, you know, as a contract um, commercial de- development sort of area, we were getting teams in and then they were get, going to the local council because they got paid more with a better pension. And, and, it, and the thing just went on and on and on, really, the, the, the conveyor belt of the, the financial problem, which, which was, yeah. you know, it was hard to, hard to see sometimes because you were losing really good lads um, just because of money and, and fair play to them. You know, most of them have got young families. So you, you would, wouldn't you, I suppose, if you're in that, especially years ago. In the late 90s so that's great and like you say it it all has a positive impact doesn't it on the whole supply chain because then the customers of each customers of customers then being supplied to supply and trained and qualified workforce then you're getting that higher standards which only raises we're in an industry that like you say historically I think it is changing but it's changing slowly that's that's still got that, that bad name of not necessarily giving really good quality products across the board, but having trained and qualified qualifications at each stage within the whole defenestration industry brings everything up to a to, right. to a high standard. So, which then means I think you- the end user. So, I think the end users onto that now as well with the various competence, you know, the, the self certification schemes that people can do the installers. So. Mm. You're a homeowner. You'd be fully aware that they need to be registered with a local, you know, an award, a body that could certify, give you certificate, so you can enable you to sell your house. So, people are a lot more savvy on that front, and also employers as well. Like we were saying earlier on, if you've got a GQA qualification, you know there's going to be no issue getting these competence schemes because you, you guys have already been certificated at a high level anyway, in a high standard. So, it won't be an issue. It just becomes, you know, people battling for price, which is, that's just construction, isn't it? Every, you know, you'll do that daily, no matter if you're having a driveway or a new window, you'll always shop around. And luckily we can give something back by doing what we do, you know, to enhance that quality. And and like Steph would have told you, getting people into fenestration is one thing. Um, getting them right up there to, to be the best is, is another. And hopefully that's what we're doing. And that's on the, the road of, to success, really, what we're trying to achieve. 
Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting. So I wonder, we mentioned GQA qualifications quite a bit, and right? So what what are the types of qualifications that that warrant a GQA certificate? What what kind of qualifications do you offer within the fenestration industry in particular? So it, it all starts really with with a level one, and this is a mainly knowledge based one of, of principles and windows and doors. So we teach you about. The, the tooling we teach you about um, legislation that's going to come into play when you become an installer. It's just a lot of theory work really be, behind, you know, safety glazing areas and, and that sort of thing. So then we've been doing a lot of work with the prisons. So upon release, the, the guys out of the prisons have been able to step into employment, really knowing a bit, a bit about fenestration. So it's not a blank canvas when they do leave. So that's been really interesting. And, and I've been it's not heading it up, but I've certainly, you know, a lot of my cohort of centres have been, I think we're up to 14 or 15 now, uh, local prisons. So that, that's been quite good too. And some of them are delivering that, that qualification. So that's the level one. And level two fenestration installation, that's more of a work-based learning. So you'll do the theory side, running by alongside, alongside the, the actual practical elements where you'll get observed by fully qualified and vetted assessors through a, a training centre. And then you can do fenestration level three and then you can move into surveying, which a lot of people do. So when they can become really, really you know, competent at fenestration installation, what you normally find is people step into surveying. It doesn't normally work the other way around. People normally like to know a bit about windows and doors first. Um, and on other aspects of construction before they move solely into surveying. So again, that's, that moves into level three, where you can do a combined one as well. So you do a bit of fenestration, do a bit of surveying, which is really good. And, and, and also as well, once you've been doing those for a while, there's competency updates as well. So it's not just about getting you newly qualified. There is provisions in place that, you know, within so the sector. Continual yeah. professional development. That's right. Part yeah. of the certifications as well. That's which it. I suppose, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about that retention of employees as well it's not a one-off qualification that you just do it and that's it it's forgotten like you say you, you're right in saying it sounds like you you earned it you earn it and you continually earn it through the continued professional development that, that comes up that you just mentioned that's right and it's just quite weighted as well as it's quite a heavy qualification it isn't just a straightforward you know i don't speak ill any time of any other qualifications but i know some qualifications are easier than others and our gqa you know level two and three quals really are quite challenging which is what you want them to be isn't it you get that that's that's the reward part of it so when somebody finally gets that certificate through the post it's almost like a sigh of relief thank goodness for that normally they say thank goodness that's over no more observations and being nervy and you know finding out and learning learning about legislation and stuff really so again been quite uh, good on that front have you seen, would you say, you've seen an increase in interest in these sorts of qualifications as, as time goes on, as the pandemic, think do you think, swayed that at all? Or do you think it's just been like a natural growth as the industry's become more professional over the years? It's a funny one, really, because there's a natural growth with fenestration. You, you kind of fall into fenestration, I think I'd, I'd quite yep. rightly say. <laughs> when, once you leave school, you don't go to the careers advisor he or she he'll say listen there's this thing called fenestration that's again building our skills where they're stepping in to get that link between students leaving school and school leavers and you know maybe going down the vocational route as opposed to the, the academic route mm. it is quite difficult to do so you find a lot of people won't you won't see many 16 17 year olds wanting to do it either they know some not like a relative or they might know somebody friends 
you know, parents or something. That's what normally happens to get into fenestration. Or they might start manufacturing then looking to get into the installing side. And again, that takes me back to the whole world of fenestration. It isn't just about installation as well. It's about manufacturing, um, doing um, design work with new, you know, new handles, door, so door designs, glass designs. There's, there's quite a, there's a massive, massive gulf of, you know, of um, scope. Yeah, sort of yeah. lots of pathways to go into fenestration and, and taking it, you know, the way I went into my, my, my dad used to be an installer for years and years and I really liked this one Saturday morning when he gave me a tenner for giving him a hand and I thought that is that what works all about I was only 15 at the time it was for you know it was a family member and I thought this is really good I'd been paid for something I didn't didn't mind doing I enjoyed you know looking at bits yeah. and bobs and before you know it stepped into manufacturing and stepped into a bit of installing and then into the qualification side so again, there's a. I don't. I know the original question was sort of people getting into fenestration, but there's a, there's a skill shortage as well. So when I say it is, it is kind of a steady roll on, roll off. You know, people retiring, people coming into the industry. There's a massive skill shortage um, throughout construction, not just fenestration, and it is hard to find and to pull people up from you know, from school and um, from that age group. So again, building our skills without plugging them too much, that's what they're trying to do. And I've seen the challenges that they're facing, but they are doing a really good job in getting the link going, you know, so it's it's certainly a good starting point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to hear because Stephanie was plugging you guys as well a lot on, on the last episode. So it's interesting. But it, the interesting thing from what you just said is you said a, there's a few words and a few sentences there that Stephanie said as well. So yeah. I think what's good from that is that the industry knows the problem. We're all quite aware of it. We're not wondering yeah. why or, or what or when. And it seems there's now a collective effort from everyone in what you're doing and what building our skills are doing and what installers and fabricators are doing. It's all going for the same target no one's trying to go on their own and it's got to be a collective effort i suppose and interesting you say that it's not just fenestration it's it's construction and and across the board as well which you guys have that insight from the qualification side of it that's right i think if you think back to government possibly five years maybe plus um, around about five years six seven years ago they really pushed the academic route so you know well, that's good you got to go to university you got to you know build yourself up and and i think what that did is it did a lot of damage for me personally i don't know if anyone else feels the same but for me personally i felt like it did a lot of damage because people were really going to college but then I don't know where the line was drew at university, but once people are coming out of college, 17 and 18, it's, you, ha- you can't really get an apprenticeship then as well. So you come out of college and then you're twiddling your thumbs. So that's when we were picking people up um, in a previous life at one of my previous employers. We were sort of picking people up the 19 to 24s where luckily you could get a funding stream going. But again, it was quite hard to marry them up with companies because you could, you'd have either a lot of companies screaming for apprentices, which was the mismatch. And then a year ago by, all the companies have been filled and you've got a lot of kids saying, well, what's this fenestration that was there last year? Where, where's all that gone sort of thing? So even though there is a skill shortage still, there was a time when we could fill these vacancies, but again, it's just gone back to square one. Once you, you know, once you get a couple of good people and they set up on their own, it, it is quite a difficult thing to uh, to fill. Really, quite a gulf of a gap. Yeah, I think that's as you said earlier. It's the work that the building our skills and the fenestration industry is is got to work towards to getting back to. And I think having things like GQA qualifications helps structure that. 
program. I feel like bringing them in, given the qualifications. Um, right. Stephanie had building our skills. They have different training centers as well. And obviously you have the level one, two and three certifications along for dedicated for fenestration. Going forward, what, what, so what are the future plans now for GQA qualifications strictly within the fenestration industry? Is it continuing with the, the three levels? Are you looking to expand that? What, what's sort of the plan going going forward? We do, we do like to think that we are the, the front <laughs> of everything and trying to lead everything, but it doesn't have a change world there's lots of things that change even you know because we're partnered with CSCS as well so people who do fenestration can only get a CSCS card through our through our scheme because we're partnering scheme with CSCS so that that's always keeping us on our toes with the things that we do um there, there are some exciting things that GQA are doing and looking into and trying to pull everyone in really trying to get and everybody singing off the same sheet yeah, it's just quite. A, it's a funny sector, um, the fenestration is, but we'd like to think that we are making them steps and making those noises to bring everyone together and unite the sector really, and and give the profile of the fenestration industry what it needs. Because if everybody pushes the same way, because again, like I keep saying, it is a funny sector. You know, it, it isn't a standalone. We're going to do this like pharmaceuticals or whatever. We can just push this solely, and everybody knows what they want to do within fenestration. Like I said before, there's that many avenues. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to pull and unite everybody, even with the certification scheme, the self cert schemes. So we're trying to pull all those guys in as well. Just say, listen, this is our industry. Let's look after it. And the bigger we are, and the more we shout about it, the more we'll be heard. Because small, you know, lots of tiny people's around people around the country trying to make those noises it just falls to deaf ears really whereas if we all stand as one and that again that's what we're trying to do we'd be trying trying to be transparent about it as well we, you know we, we do talk to the right people and we do try and get people on board and we, i'd like to think we're doing quite well with the things that we're doing and we could, we're always looking to improve as well and we know a couple of people that like i was saying before it is a quite an exciting time because there's a few people we work with that i've got some really good ideas and we want to get that going as well to, to work with them obviously i can't tell you too much about them because it does <laughs> going to say what was my next question really, what are these ideas it'd be really unfair <laughs> to see the breaking news tomorrow on linkedin saying simon smith said this but again you know i think that's what we're trying to do we're trying to grow as a as a sector and i think we'll get there there's no two ways with that passionate about what we do I, we will get there there's no two ways about it but it, it is a rocky road at the moment trying to get there and you know people are building our skills they're making the right noises and i think Again, if you try and try something that hard and become that passionate, you do always win in the end, don't you? So, it, mm. again, it is it is a funny thing. It isn't a quick turnaround. It isn't advertised today and we'll be okay tomorrow. It's it's a it's a campaigning and campaigning and like the Fit show that's coming up in September. We've got you know be present to all those sort of places and then really, it isn't so much because I'm not really a salesperson, but it's. it's so even though it's just promoting yourself really as opposed to selling yourself and I think there's a difference yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean you've got to really show who we are and show the benefits because I saw a survey not long ago um, with school children and they had to tick what they what they thought the earnings were for, for fenestration and it was alarming really it really was that some of the things that I saw and I couldn't react or I couldn't tell the publisher of this article that, that that's that's wrong what they were saying because the once the, the school children were saying what they thought it was, and then the truth was out there, it was actually no nowhere near anyway. So it was a it was a false economy that was showing children. That's sort of a bad starting point, really, because once you know a parent will say, "Well, have you thought of this trade? Because or have you thought of this sector? Have you thought of this avenue because of the salary?" Because you know, let's face it, a lot of parents will you know salary will be an influence on that decision. 
people can actually earn a lot of money in fenestration. Um, mm. So it's really, it's a tricky one because not many people talk about salaries, do they? Not many people sure. talk about potential earnings. But for me, no one I know within the industry, I'd openly tell any school child that you will be handsomely paid. And, and I always tell a story about there's two people the same age. One of them's my brother-in-law, funnily enough. And he went to university to study. He did some sort of biochemistry degree. And he was always top of top of the shop sort of thing within the university. And they said to him, there's no way that you'll not be a lecturer within this university. Anyway, he studied there for six years. When he left on his 24th birthday, we've also got like a, a close family friend who also, he wasn't at university, he studied and studied and done bits and bobs, a bit of everything really. And he fell into fenestration and... Cutting a long story short, the the guy in fenestration actually earns more than than my brother-in-law just now because of, of what they both do. So it, yeah. it's just a real good example without naming names or salaries. That's just an example of what I've seen firsthand. And we do joke about it, you know, all the time because I say, you know, well, if you only just studied fenestration instead of biocells. You'd only done level one, thing. two and three with a GQA. This, this is it. <laughs> and it must be happening. That's one household that I know of, not because I'm, you know, I'm yeah, through. that's just one scenario. There must be hundreds, maybe thousands up and down the, the country. So, again, pushing that... I don't, I don't like to tell those sort of stories. I used to do when I used to do um, talks for the for the college when I used to go into schools. But I think to publish on a bigger stage would be un, unkind, you know, unfair to, to both parties. But it's there. It's a fact that both people left. One left university. One did bits and bobs around the sector. Went straight and focused fully on fenestration, and then now salary wise and enjoyment wise as well. Because I know you know the one who left university isn't too happy. In his current role, so again, it's job satisfaction, which is what it's all about. You know, yeah. you know the guy in fenestration wakes up every day, rubs his hands because he's he's worked hard, and you know he'll go in and store windows, doors, conservatories, and and because he's got his own company, all the money will be his. So again, he hasn't got to answer to anybody, and he's just a nice position to be in. Yeah. He has worked hard to do so, but that's one of the things that, that Steph said from building our skills. Going back is that the. Op- opportunity within the fenestration industry through different things like the qualifications the different funding streams mm-hmm. the opportunity to, to grow and try different things because there are so many avenues like we said there's this glass there's installers there's fabrication there's finance there's sales the opportunity to grow and do different avenues of business within fenestration is huge so you That's have right. so many people that come into it doing one thing by the time they're ended their career and i remember my one of my first external meetings that i had with one of our partners they said you'll never leave You'll never leave, but you'll end up doing something completely different to what you come into it because it's such a big industry and the opportunity is so vast, which I suppose is one of the big selling points. And the advantages of of having these qualification schemes is that you can go and learn all different types of things within the industry. So I I know we can't go into too much because you already said I can't ask what the exciting plans are for the future, but you mentioned Fit Show, which is obviously an important staple within the industry's calendar, which is all being well pandemic-wise would all go ahead and be able to get some face-to-face contact time too. And I know for a fact as well, people often say, we've not been to a fit show before. They'll say, well, how how big can this fenestration sector be? How big can, you know, one sort of industry, not just, there's a lot of manufacturing things going on there with, you know, they'll have big welding saws and whatnot flying around and automated lines with glass washers and stuff. But if, if you walk into that place, the footfall that goes through is incredible and it's it's fitters surveyors admin people production people designers every sort of 
people from all walks of life and fenestration and they all come together in one good place that's why we like going because not just from a networking point of view but just to see that the, the industry is so vibrant still you know the fit show hasn't lost its way from what it's intends to do which and it was probably a good thing actually it was cancelled last year because it'll build momentum twofold this time for for sure you know those people who missed out last time it'll be a day out i guess even though it'll be birmingham it will be a day out for some people and uh, <laughs> i for one will definitely be attending just to again just to see some old faces and just to see technology because you're within the sector as well we've got all these new machines that come in every year they'll be better they'll be smarter they'll be quicker they'll be clean they'll be you know what i mean so there's a lot of things there as well that people often forget about um so even though the young people like postgraduates do a lot of designing with these glass um glass washes and the, even some of the way that the glass units are put together now as well as almost yeah. you can make a window frame without even touching it some of the things that go on you know so there's a lot of technology in there which i know the young kids like um, i'm not too good on it myself but it keeps yeah. the industry interesting doesn't it and exciting yeah very I'll, interesting i'll click yeah. that up and i'll send that to the um fit shows marketing team that little That's passage. <laughs> so if people listen to this, they've listened to the Building Our Skills one, Steph, they've listened to you now at GQA and they want to find out more. They want to find out what qualifications they can do or what qualifications they can offer their employees. How and where do they find you? Where, whereabouts are you on the web? Contact details. Yeah, you can easily log on to www.gqaqualifications.com. Or you can even email me direct. Would that be okay to do that? Would yeah, that be- plug, plug the email address. How can we, what's your email? Yeah, it's simon.smith at gqaqualifications.com. Um, and again, any questions or anything that anybody needs to know. Get in touch. Get in touch for sure. Well, perfect. Thanks, Simon, for your time and speaking to me on Mechanet. And I'll be speaking to you all soon on the next episode for the only dedicated podcast for the UK window and door industry. Thank you for listening. <laughs>